Hello from Norman, Oklahoma. This is Stephanie O'Hara from Your Angel Wings. And this is the first episode in my new Faith Over Fear series. It's called The COVID Coaster. Well, it has been a difficult year for people all over the world, in our country, and even in my little college town of Norman, Oklahoma. We've all been affected So being a college town, normally this time of year, all the students are coming back and it brings this energy and this optimism. But this year, many students are learning remotely, at least for now. And so it's just a very strange time. Those students that are going to school are walking around socially distancing, wearing their masks. Um, But it's just a very strange time. Now, I have lived through a lot of things, but obviously never a pandemic. It is certainly unprecedented. I mean, from the masks we were just talking about and the social distancing to the empty shelves in the grocery stores, it's just really crazy to me. I will never forget my first trip to the grocery store after COVID hit back in March. We had just driven to Colorado to do some skiing, and we thought we would stop at the grocery store in Denver before we drove into the mountains. It was completely insane. There was literally nothing on the shelves. I was able to buy that last box of pasta that was gluten-free, something or the other, and I got one of the last two gallons of milk, and my only option for bread was rye bread. <laughs> At the time, I was PMSing, and I I had this panic attack in the middle of the empty bottled water aisle. And my husband, Dirk, found me there just crying. And I told him, I was like, I, f- I feel like this is the apocalypse. Like, what is happening? We had no masks. And I had brought one tiny little mini-sized bottle of sanitizer. It's just a very, again, very strange time. Very scary. And so, even though this was a whole new world that we found ourselves living in, I have to say that the feelings of anxiety and dread, and uncertainty, those were not new to me. Emotionally, I had been here before. It was all too familiar. It was years ago when I found out that I had secondary infertility, and it was after the birth of our oldest son, Aiden. I had a miscarriage, which was really devastating. And then I had another and another. And with each one, it felt like I was falling in this rabbit hole, just going deeper and deeper. And I felt really isolated because my whole life as a woman, I believed that my body could perform this very natural function. In fact, when Dirk proposed to me on bended knee, he said, will you marry me and have my five children? We had these plans for this big family And I knew that our life would not be free of challenges. I'm pretty realistic, but very little was known about secondary infertility 10 years ago. So it was a bit of a mystery at the time. And even my doctor, my OB, did not have any answers for me. It was very scary. I thought that I might have cancer or a fatal disease or an autoimmune disease. And then there were these feelings of isolation 
I knew that one in four women had suffered a miscarriage, but I really didn't know anyone that had experienced one. So where were these women? I didn't really feel like I could talk about my miscarriages. And when I did share it, I was often told, oh, you are so lucky that you have Aiden. Or they would get away from me as fast as they could. People just did not know what to say. And then when my best friend, who was also my next door neighbor, became pregnant, it got even harder. I was thrilled for her, but let's be honest, it was so painful. I was so envious of her. And then my sister, she got pregnant three years in a row and delivered three healthy children. And that was so hard. Their lives were this mirror of normalcy. The life that I had led, the world I had lived in before this mystery illness had descended on me out of nowhere. Until now, I've never really had the right metaphor or description for that period of my life. But what we're going through right now as a nation and as a planet, it's so similar. Back then, just like now, I found myself caught between these two worlds, the happy, stable, and reliable pre-pandemic life and the frightening, unpredictable world that we are living in right now where there are no definitive answers. No experts can seem to agree. And we're still in the weeds and have no clear path. Living in the weeds, where it seems like we might be for a while, reminds me of those years that I was infertile and the time that I went through IVF. It is what so many women go through. You feel lost anxiety, loneliness, sadness, devastation. You fear the unknown. You feel out of control of what's going on around you. And then you have this guilt. You wonder what you've done to bring this on yourself. I don't know about you all, but I judged my body, my feelings, and I just felt so disconnected from reality. And that is what made me feel isolated from even my husband. So I spent a lot of time isolated in my bedroom, which is where I am now. Um, My best friend that I mentioned earlier, Stacy, that lived next door to me, she would come over and just sit with me each time I experienced a miscarriage. And it just showed to me that she cared. And some of my other girlfriends surprised me and flew in from different parts of the country and took me out for the weekend. And that meant everything to me. I'm sure you all know the SNL actress, Kristen Wiig. I love her so much. She just had twins via surrogate like me. And she recently described her experience of infertility as a haze. And she calls it, get this, the most difficult time spiritually, medically, and emotionally. She said it was a very long road where she was not herself. And she talked about those who experienced infertility as an underground community that's talked about, but not really talked about. It's just so true. I would love to have a glass of wine with her. And then Gabrielle Union, who is an actress that I adore, and she's the wife of NBA star Dwayne Wade. She went through something similar. She had eight miscarriages before hiring a surrogate. 
at the time of my infertility crisis and my IVF haze, if you will, there were so many lessons and so many angels that were sent to me, hence the name of my memoir, Angel Wings. I started seeing a counselor and my husband and I saw her for several years. And then I saw a life coach. And when I started seeing my life coach, I started focusing on personal development. And I made this conscious choice to elevate my mind and my body. And I worked in my marriage. I learned about courage and how to deal with anxiety in the face of the unknown. And I believe that this is how we can get out of this haze and this funk that we are all in right now. We may not be able to get rid of COVID tomorrow or next week or even by Christmas, but here's what we can do. Although we can't control what's going on in the world, we can control our attitude about it and adapt as best as we can. We can focus on unity despite being apart. We all need that interpersonal connection, don't we? I know I do. And we can focus on being healthy and a time of dis-ease. So if counseling is not in your budget, then think about finding a support group for women online. And if a life coach isn't realistic, I would suggest finding some books on personal development or maybe even reading my book, Angel Wings, my infertility memoir. It's got a happy ending and it's a message of hope. What I learned during my time of isolation is that I should never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Seek to meet the unknown with courage. When your thoughts take you to a really dark place, try centering yourself. Recite a scripture or maybe take a glass of water and just drink it. Walk outside and get some fresh air. Just try to redirect those thoughts. Because I don't know about you all, but there is nothing in the world that can trouble me as much as my own thoughts. I remember reading a quote from Tom Petty that once said, most things I worry about never happen anyway. That is so true. Faith over fear, my friends. We cannot walk in fear. We need to walk in faith. Fear keeps us up at night. Believe me, faith makes a much more comfortable pillow. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Be sure to check out my new memoir, Angel Wings. It's available at Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Amazon, and Books A Million. My website is yourangelwings.net. Follow me on Facebook at Your Angel Wings, Instagram and Twitter at Angel Wings Steph. Until next time, have high hopes, my friends. Hello, everybody from Norman, Oklahoma. This is Steph O'Hara, a.k.a. Angel Wings Steph. I hope that you all are doing well. Um, It is mid-October. I just had a birthday and um, one year older, one year closer to 50. Anyway, this is my second podcast in my new Faith Over Fear series, and For those of you that are still watching the news, it is just one thing after another. It seems like whether it's, you know, Mother Nature or politics or even something that should be as simple as sending our kids back to school, there's just 
so much stress and so much drama everywhere, especially on social media. And don't get me wrong, because 2020 has been such an unpredictable year. But it's just a reminder for me that we cannot put our faith in the material world. We really have to work on being okay on the inside, even when the world around us is falling apart. So I know what I'm about to say is going to be a little different, and it might sound, you know, new agey, if you will. And I know this is also easier said than done. But I really do know firsthand that in times like these, the most important thing that we can do is to elevate our perspective. Okay, you're probably laughing. Don't turn it off. Just hear me out. I was laughing the first time that I heard this too, but it was back in, I think, 2013, and I was at a luncheon for a local chamber event, and they brought on this life coach to speak to us. It was a women's event. I was just really there to network and, you know, see my girlfriends, and I really wasn't in the best place personally because I was going through infertility, and I had been seeing a counselor trying to deal with my grief and my sadness and my depression. So I wasn't in the best place, but here was this woman talking to us. Jacqueline Elizabeth was her name. And she was talking about her vibration and our vibration and how to elevate ourselves. Y'all, I was enamored. I was sold. I loved what she had to say and I was just drinking it all in. So after she spoke, I went up to her Now, keep in mind, she was there to help people with their businesses, and I walked right up to her, and I said, do you do any private coaching? And she said, I do. What did you have in mind? And I said, well, I want you to help me have a baby. And she smiled at me, and she said, I can do that. I'm not going to go into all of that, so don't worry. But there must have been a part of me that knew that I needed to elevate my perspective or pivot because as soon as she said those words, I just wanted to work with her. I had already done a lot of great work in counseling, but something told me this was going to be the next step. So in our first session, she talked to me about my vibration and I had no idea what in the hell that was. I had heard about having a vibe, but the idea that I actually had a vibration, it blew my mind. So what is it? Well, we all have an emotional state, right? So however you're feeling right now, that's your vibration. Whether we realize it or not, our vibration, our mood is communicated to and it's felt by others. So the exact definition of a vibration is a movement back and forth or an emotion that is sensed by another person. We all know about, you know, I at the time was squirming and I was frantic and I was desperate during my infertility period and others could sense that. And so we talked about that in our first session, how I felt. And she said, is that feeling or that emotion Is that a match to the child that you want to bring into this world? And I just got quiet. I knew the answer. No. Why would a child want to come to me when I'm feeling panicked 
feeling terrible about myself, feeling super insecure and sad. So take it one step further. When we put out into the world our vibration, that is what we receive in return. So if you know you are in a bad mood and you go out in public, for example, and someone else is rude to you, that can likely be why. They are picking up on your vibe, your vibration. And if it's not a match to theirs, they might move on. Or sometimes, you know, it's magnetic and you all can attract each other and then you can get into a fight and have a really bad experience. What comes to us matches us. It is what we are emitting. Now, don't do what I did that first day after talking to her. I just, you know, went back in my memory bank thinking, oh my gosh, all those times where I had a negative experience, it was because of my vibe. Don't spend a lot of time looking back at the past. Just realize that you can pivot. You can elevate your perspective. You can make that change. There is nothing good about feeling bad about ourselves. And it's something, I'll be very honest, I still struggle with it sometimes, especially around my birthday. So even this past week, the way that I felt about myself, I had to really do a pep talk and, you know, pick myself up and dust myself off. We have to be kind to ourselves. And, you know, and being honest Like I said, I have moments where I struggle, and I was just talking to my life coach this morning. Yes, we still talk monthly, even these seven years later. I told her that I had felt so great and like I had it all together during the first six months of COVID. But, you know, these last couple of weeks, it's really, you know, gotten to me, and I've snapped at my kids. I haven't been kind to myself and sometimes to others. Um, And, I told her, I said, you know, I used to go on daily walks with my dog, but she's so strong, she threw my shoulder out. And that's where I do kind of my meditation and my praying is on my walk with my dog. And she giggled when I told her this. And she said, you see, you are always taking care of others. You are such a caretaker that even when you're spending time with God praying, you are still taking care of your dog you know, doing a dog walk at the same time. And she reminded me how I have to make time for myself. And that's what we have to do. We have to allow ourselves to feel special and to feel significant. And we have to take care of ourselves, especially as women. And when we do, we feel filled up. And then we have high vibrations. I know what you're going to say. I don't have time. I don't know what you're talking about. And I don't know how to do that. I don't don't know how to implement that. Well, let me give you some ideas. Before you go to bed, take a few minutes. Maybe use an, an essential oil or pray or meditate. Listen to some music. Light your favorite candle. Just honor yourself. Whisper some kind things to yourself. And then in the morning, do the same thing. Maybe scroll through your mind while you're in the shower and think of two or three things that you're thankful for. Or maybe when you're in the shower, you can be thinking about what you're looking forward to. And implement that today. Start it today. Because when you do, your vibration will be higher. And when your vibration is higher, 
then your perspective elevates. So I'm drinking coffee out of my Oprah 2020 cup, and I have to giggle. Some of you may know I did a blog back in February about going to the um, Oprah, Oprah's Vision 2020 tour. It was literally weeks before COVID hit, and I took my mom and my sister to see her in Dallas. And I mean, I was so excited for this all-day event. Before it started, we were all standing up in our seats dancing, and you know, I bought all kinds of Oprah swag for my best girlfriends. I was in. I took pages and pages of notes, and I was drinking Oprah's words with a spoon, y'all. We were planning our vision boards, and hope was that word of the year, and I laugh because little did any of us know, there were 20,000 of us, I think, that all of this talking about future plans and our vision, it would quickly get derailed. COVID. (laughs) So I really haven't looked back at the notes that I took since February, but I did recently and a couple of things stuck out to me that Oprah had said. And the first one is this, accept the moment. It will reduce your stress immediately. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you are late getting to your son's soccer practice, you have two choices when you're sitting at that stoplight. You can continue to emit that nervous, high-energy, stressed vibration. You know, high heart rate, sweating, all the things. Or you can do as Oprah says. You can choose to accept it. Okay, we're going to be late. Don't be in denial. Don't be shocked. Just accept it. And then everything will start to move and flow. And that's because you are choosing, number one, to have faith that despite being late, all will be well, and it will. And number two, you are elevating that perspective. And the second thing that Oprah said is the power is within you. So we as humans, we are way more powerful than we realize. The power is in you. What's holding you back? Maybe it's your vibe, your vibration. Channel the highest, purest vision of yourself. Who are you meant to be? What's the vision that you have? Now, it might not look exactly like what you want right now because of COVID, but just start thinking about it. Start elevating your vibration and your perspective and get in the business of ordering that. And if you can do those two things, this can help us to problem solve even simple issues like doing remote schooling or, you know, not engaging in politics. My husband and I have accepted that this may not be the year that Aiden does his best learning. But this year can still be full of teachable moments for him and for our other two children. We can teach them important life lessons about character and that we can do hard things. And he's going to learn how to navigate a crisis, for example. Now, as scared or as stressed as I have been, these lessons that I learned when I was having my health crisis are coming back into play now. As much as I sometimes want to, I I won't hate tweet 
or send irrational emails to people or react on Facebook to people, you know, blaming them for disappointments or for the problems of the world or judging them. This is simply not going to help anything. And so this is what I do when I have an emotional reaction or I feel like the sky is falling. You know, take yourself through the thought process and talk yourself down and have faith over fear. Y'all, thoughts become things. And if you see it in your mind, you will hold it in your hand. What are you holding? Thorns or flowers? So our thoughts, our imagination, it's everything. It's the preview of life's coming attractions. Whether you think you can or you can't, well, either way, you are right. Never forget, we are powerful human beings. That's all for today. This is Angel Wings Steph. You can find me on Facebook at Stephanie J. O'Hara or on Instagram at Angel Wings Steph or Twitter at Angel Wings Steph. My book, Angel Wings. It's my infertility memoir. It's for sale on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, and Books a Million. Look for it, and I will talk to you next time. Faith over fear.